Welcome to the Be Better Podcast with Lee Barrison. True stories from Bakersfield's business owners and entrepreneurs. Lee is a local real estate broker that sold over 1,700 houses in almost 18 years. He is a husband, father, owner, and lead coach of Infinity Real Estate Services. And now it's time for the Be Better Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Lee Barrison with the Be Better Podcast, coming to you live from Bakersfield, California, from the Infinity Headquarters. Uh, guys, real quick, thank you for joining the Be Better Podcast once again. Uh, my name is Lee Barrison, and I want to thank each and every single one of you guys that have subscribed to this podcast. I want to thank everyone that's given us a thumbs up. Um, you know, five-star review. Uh, it's much appreciated. We don't do this for money. Uh, we do this to impact your life and bring special guests to our show and talk about life and business and entrepreneurship. So with that being said, uh, you know, before we get started, I just want to send you guys a very genuine thank you ahead of time. So uh, with that being said, guys, I got a special segment for you guys on this podcast. Uh, a, 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 somebody who I personally work with here uh, at Infinity Real Estate Service. Uh, he joined our company in February. Yes, in February. And uh, I want every, I want to uh, I want to introduce the one, the only Nate Mao. Say hi, Nate. How you guys doing? <laughs> so yeah, um, Nate. Let's, let's hear a little bit about your story. So I, I know that you were in real estate back in the heyday. Yes, uh, I started real estate back in '03, and. Um, I stayed there well, my first three months. I, I couldn't get a deal going, but you know, the market got hot and next thing you know, I'm, I'm doing 10, 15, 30 at one time. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time, I'll tell you that. That's yeah, good, Nate. <laughs> so um, how, how long have you actually been in business for? Uh, well, if in sales, I could say since I was 12 when my parents opened the first their first bakery in okay. Shafter, and that's where I started learning about sales. Okay, good for you. So you've yeah. been in sales basically all your life, since mom and dad opened up a bakery. <laughs> yes, yes, and um, that's where I learned good service and good products mm -hmm. to bring forth to the customer and a good price. Good for you. Okay, yeah. fantastic. And you, you recently had a bakery. I mean, you just sold it, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Um, when the market crashed, just like everybody else, you know, I made too many investments and I was young and bought things that I shouldn't have. But um, I was able to take whatever money I had to go open a shop in um, the Fresno area. And um, it was successful for 10 years, you know, um, made a thousand percent profit from it, from the, you know, the purchase price mm. to when we sold it. Good for you. Yeah. Man. So you flipped it for a thousand percent. Profit. Yes, yes. Good for you. <laughs> so in, during recessions, I'm assuming that bakeries don't really, they're not hit as hard as the housing <laughs> industry and uh, a lot of other industries out there, right? Yes, because everybody's still got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> still get the, you know, need to get the sugar. <laughs> and it's hard to say no to don donuts. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, cool, man. So um, the reason why I brought you on the show, right, yes. is because you have a very, very interesting story. Yes, yes. Okay, and before, we, before you start sharing your story, um, you know, I personally witnessed, um, uh, or didn't, wit I witnessed my mom's death, right? Mm. And when my mom passed away, during that particular time, um, there was a, uh, right or prior to her death, mm. uh, there was a book that was written by um, James Garlow mm. and Keith Wall, and it's called Heaven and the Afterlife, right? Yes. 
Anyways, Heaven and the Afterlife um, was a story of, you know, 30 plus near death experiences and the people came back to tell their story. story. Yes, yes. And so Nate has a has a story very similar to that. So <laughs> yes, you know why don't we tell everybody what year it happened and, okay. and basically let's just start from the beginning. You know, uh, it happened around 1999. Um, during that time, um, I give you a little background. I never really had a belief. Um, my belief was when you die, that was it. Mm. Um, I was raised in a Buddhist family. Um, so we, but they never really practiced it. And so when, when I was growing up, you know, I thought this was it. Life was life. And when you die, you die. Mm. Uh, that all changed. Um, one night I was out in Bakersfield trying to sell my car so I could have um, funds to go to college to continue my college education. We test drove the car, um, we went back to his place because he wanted to buy the vehicle. As we're going back, I remember getting out of the car and I always put my seatbelt in before I closed my door. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, I hear footsteps behind me. You know, I turn around over my shoulder. I see a guy. He lifts up his shirt and he just pulls out a gun. And I'm talking about two arm lengths away, not far. Hmm. So he's roughly like eight feet away from me, basically. Yeah, he can't miss. Feet, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So um, he shot me about five times because each time the gun went off, the flash, hmm. it would, it's like a bright image just burns in your mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember feeling like it was a dream. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Were you, you know? in pain when the bullets hit you? Or? No. no uh, the strange thing was... I, you know, I, I looked at my arm because the bullet went through my arm, one went in my chest, two actually went through my chest, one went through my back. I was hit four times, he shot at me five times. Um, I've noticed my arm was smoking because I had a sweater on and you could see the smoke coming out. Then I start feeling the pain hmm. and I start tasting blood because one of the bullets went in through my lungs and it punctured my lungs. and. Now I'm starting to, you know, drown in my own blood, basically. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. So, you know, after he shot me, I kind of rolled back into the car. And then I I was thinking, you know, let's try to make it to the hospital. But I I knew by my breathing that something's wrong. Sure. So I drove down literally a house over and I got out and yelled for help. And it was an ER nurse that... I parked in front of. What a blessing. Okay. You know, amazing, yeah, right? Great. Yes. And so she comes out, she was she was working at then it was called KMC, Kern mm-hmm. Medical Center. And she came out with towels and helped compress as I was laying on the street literally dying and dying. Mm-hmm. And um and I just remember like, you know, the funniest things go through your your mind. And I was thinking to myself, I'm never gonna have kids. I never tasted chicken parmesan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the weirdest things, you know. And uh, so here you are bleeding to death. Yeah. On the verge of death. And you're thinking about chicken parmesan cheese. Yeah. <laughs> like this is something I haven't experienced yet. And I was like, man, life is ending now. But anyways, the ambulance came. It felt like an eternity. And um, when the paramedics came, I looked at the paramedics eyes. And, you know, I asked him, 
be be truthful you know am i gonna make it and I, now i wish i look back i wish he lied yeah. <laughs> because he he looked at me and said it doesn't look good wow. with a serious tone mm. and i remember um being being pushed by um you know the stretcher and then that's when i blacked out and when i blacked out it's not like i lost consciousness you you still knew what was happening or um like it was one stream of consciousness sort of like you know how when um sometime you you're in a dream and you wake up and you know you're waking up into a different reality sure so yeah okay but um this was i was still awake Hmm. if i could say that and the first thing i noticed was i was floating or i thought i was flying to the stars and i see all these stars and i was like what's going going on were you going down see i i didn't know at that time because um i thought i was flying but as soon i realized i wasn't flying i was falling Hmm. and these so-called stars weren't stars there were actually eyes red glowing eyes looking back wow. at me Jeez, Louise. okay and as i I'm, i got chills man. yeah yeah as, crazy. as i'm falling i you know i felt that i was at the i can't even explain it only after you know i came out through this experience that i learned about the bottomless pit but if i could describe it it was the bottomless pit mm-hmm. i felt this separation from God Mm -hmm. and this is somebody I didn't really recognize because I didn't have a belief system yeah the only thing I heard from God was when I did karate classes and my sensei would will say a prayer in beginning you know and um so what was that prayer do you remember it was Romans 10 9 okay and uh, it's burned yeah a verse in the Bible that he shared with you guys every every time we start class we say that prayer yeah and so um so at the time you, you you you, like you mentioned earlier, you had no connection with God. You just thought, when I die, I die. It's over. Exactly. Right. I, I just didn't have a religion or a belief system. And um, as soon as you, you get down there, you realize it was your choice. Mm. That's why I was there. I realized it was, I don't, you know, I don't know what some type of communication. Don't know. But it's a knowing. I, I, I knew that. It was my choice that I walked away from God and it wasn't him that walked away from me. And all of a sudden, the sadness and the emotions you feel from that, that it's unreal. You know, um, it's like guilt and shame and loneliness. Um, it was it was all of that. It was guilt, shame, um, embarrassment. Just like, how could I be so, you know, dumb? you know putting naive yeah naive about it and um that's when you know uh and you weren't you weren't raised no in a family that were true believers right in christ exactly um we never went to church none of that you know and so i was never around this things to have it you know put thoughts in my thoughts Mm -hmm. so um yeah as as I got down there, I felt the sadness. And I could tell you the emotions there is more real than over here. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but it is. It, everything, everything there is more vibrant. You could feel everything, you know. And um, that's when I, I started getting ripped apart 
by these demons, you know, and they were saying my name. So those eyeballs yeah. were coming to you. They were uh, closing, encroaching on me. Yeah. And then I just, I just remember being ripped apart. Hmm. And um, as I'm being ripped apart, you Did, know. Were they saying anything? Were they? Was, oh, they know. They know your just, name. Huh? I could oh, tell that, you. Right? Yeah. Wow. They were saying my name. I, you know, it's funny because I could still hear the teeth gashing, and those words. I only learned later from the Bible mm. and you could literally hear the teeth grinding, just the anger. It, it was, it was, a, yeah. So, um, as that's happening, you know, I start saying the only prayer I knew mm. was Roman ten nine, and I knew my mistakes. So, um, as, as soon as I say that prayer, it was like a laser beam, just sh boom, just, you know, from the heaven just shined down on me and it slowly started opening as it's bright, real well, it was blinding, blinding bright. Interesting. Wow. As soon as it started opening, uh, you know, these beings, demonic, which, you know, I soon later find out, um, they were in the shadows. They didn't want to be in the light. Yeah. They were afraid of it. Mm. And as the light gets brighter, you know, I'm saying the prayers tears are rolling down my eyes because you know this is something no one ever expect you know especially from a non-believer you right. know yeah, yeah. and um all of a sudden i felt my body which you know is probably my soul or what you want to call it energy or whatnot started lifting up and as it lift up it's gaining momentum faster and faster and then all of a sudden, how fast do you think you were going? Was it like light speed? Was it, it? It got to light speed. <laughs> if I if I could describe, because because <laughs> you know uh, I I'm used to speed, so sure, yeah, yeah. I, it got to light speed, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm popped back in my body. And when I popped back in my body, if you ever had a dream that you're falling off a building, and when you land it, yeah, and you kind of wake up from oh, yeah. that. No, I've had those dreams before. Well, this was the opposite of that. When I went in my body, my body stood up. I sat up in a physical form, and I was in that like same prayer. in yeah. the hospital? Yeah. Okay, okay. And sat up, boom. And um, tears were still rolling down my eyes. And I didn't, you know, it was not like I woke up from a dream. Yeah. It was all one conscious stream. Were you in a coma by chance or induced coma or anything like that? Well, what I found out was I died twice on the operating table oh, gosh. while going through surgery. And I still, to this day, have a bullet between my heart and my spine. Oh, my gosh. And it can't be removed because it's too dangerous. Yeah. They could either hit the heart or you know, paralyze me. But, um, yeah, I died twice on the operating table. I woke up to all these machines to... You know, the iron lungs breathing for me, um, my family there. And how long were you in the uh, in the hospital before you actually woke up? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Probably like a day or so. But, um, you know, they told me they lost me twice. You know, once for one time they lost me for a couple minutes and they were just trying to bring me back. They revived you. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, once once I came back into my body and realized what happened, you know, first thing I wanted to do was share to all my friends. Because sure. what I went through, I could tell you, I don't want my worst enemies to go through what I went through. And the sadness and loneliness you feel. I mean, if you think you're sad in this world, mm. it's nothing compared to that other side. Dude, amen, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Jeez Louise. 
Yeah, so I mean, so in re in retrospect or looking back, you know, you you weren't a believer. Obviously, I'm assuming you believe yeah. in now. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes, yes. I say my prayers every day, sometimes two, three times. I bet. Yeah. yeah, so and uh, so I mean, since that happened, Nate, right? I mean, what's your, you know, what what was your mindset like before you got shot? Were you uh, I was a bad person. Were you living in sin? Were you just kind of I was living person? in sin because you know I, I now look back at it. If you don't have a belief system, or you know, good moral background or um, good values, mm -hmm. you you start to lose it because you don't have no one to account for. Sure. Right. And um, you know, I, I wasn't a good person. You know, I, you know, because. During that time, you know, if you were looked at me wrong or anything, we'll start to fight. Yeah. And because I was, I was raised in that environment. That's just how you roll. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. um, but after this experience, you know, I changed. You know, I. What's your outlook on life now? I mean, when you. Well, my outlook now, you know, I want I want to help people. Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that. You don't have to experience a near-death experience to know there's something there. Mm. And you could take it from me. There is, you know, God is there. And I called out Jesus, and he came to pull me out of that place. Sure, yeah. And so, you know, from then on, I became a believer. Wow, good for you. Yeah. I'm glad, this, I'm glad you're here, bro. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really am. I mean, you know, I'm glad I met you. I'm yeah. glad I know you. I'm, you know, it's, Same it's, here, it's brother. Privilege, you know? <laughs> um, so, so... When you when you finally got back on your feet, right? Mm -hmm. um, you like what happened next in life? I mean, did you once I did got you slow down a little bit? Did you? I um, you know I stopped doing things that I were, was doing before. Sure. I slowed down definitely. I started having that thirst for knowledge, mm -hmm. so I started opening the Bible, reading the Bible, and you know try to understand what is this whole thing about life is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know mm -hmm. and. Um, that's when I met this gentleman. Um, he asked me, what do I want to do? And I told him I want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, Nate, be a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though my family was in sales and business, you know, I wanted to find my own path. Sure. Mm -hmm. And um, when he said that, I just went to B.C., looked up all the real estate classes, courses I could take. I took it from Joe Newton, mm -hmm. Michael Ted Winnington. He was my professor in law, um, did all the classes. It just started my career. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And now you're, now you're serving people. In a yes. Way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I serve people and if they're willing to, I, you know, I would share my story to them, but I don't want to be encroaching, but at the same time, I want them to know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, publicly, is this the first time you ever shared the story? Yes. I mean, this, you shared it with yeah. me and a few others. Yeah, private. Yeah. yeah. But this is the first time I ever shared this story mm -hmm. because, you know, I've always been kind of shy in a way. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. So I never really shared it much, but I felt now's a good time to share the story, and especially in these, in times. these times. I yeah. agree with you, Nate. I mean, man, great point. You know, and, and I think that, or I hope, for anybody out there that might not be living right or might not think that there is a God or might not think that there's anything, any life after the short span of life that we have here on earth. Um, I think your testimony to anybody that's going to listen to this or watch this podcast, I, th I, I certain, sincerely hope that 
it strikes a chord with somebody out there, at least just one person, you know. You know, even just one person, yeah. you know, I'll be happy mm -hmm. because that's one person that wouldn't have to go through what I went through, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Have you ever read the book, uh, The Four Agreements, by chance? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. I, I recommend that book. It's a All great right. read. Uh, or you can listen to it on audio. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> there's, there's something in that book that um, uh, the author uh, recites in the book, and it, it says that... Um, you know, there's love everywhere you look, right? So there's like love in the trees, there's love in the, in the sky, there's love in the light, there's love, love in the sun, there's, uh, you know, love everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. But I think when somebody isn't living right, they, they fail to appreciate the trees, the <laughs> sky, right? The, Everything. The light. Just being awake. Yeah. Every day when I wake up, I give thanks. Because it's another day, a new day. And, you know, yesterday, that's gone in the past. It's never going to come back. Yeah, it's never going to come back. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's not promised. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm thankful just being alive every day, just to give thanks. And I want everyone to know we're all brothers and sisters. Mm. You know, that was one of the things I was showing. When I was going through this light warp speed, what you want to call it. Yep. And he was showing me things. Um, you know, we're all, you know, if I could say we're like, you know, like a, a bright white light, when you put it against a prism, you see the, all the different colors. Mm. And what he showed me was all the different colors are each individual person. Yeah. But if you it go creates, back. It creates brown people, it creates yeah. black people, it creates yellow people, yeah. it creates white people. Blue, blue. purple. Yeah. It, was, it was just a representation. But you hit it right on the head, bro. I mean, yeah. we're all brothers and sisters. It's not yeah. about if you're black, it's not about if you're white, it's, not, it's about exactly. humans. And we come in different shapes and sizes, sizes and colors and everything else. Yes. And and everyone should be proud of who they are. Exactly. You know, right? Yeah. And appreciate what they've been given. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, thank you for sharing that, dude. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. That was pretty good. So, um, so any last thoughts, Nate? Um, you know, any last thoughts for anybody out there listening to the podcast that you can share with them, and, uh, you know, that, that come to mind? You know, I said prayers before I came here because I wanted, you know, God to give his message out to anybody that's listening. And basically to let you know that you are loved and he never walked away from you. And all you have to do is talk to him in a prayer form. It doesn't have to be from, you know, any certain prayers. Just say it from your heart. Like having a conversation with yes, him. like you know, I talk to I talk to him, you know, like he's there because mm -hmm. he is. Mm -hmm. That's the thing we just don't see in our peripheral visual uh, visuals. Um, you know, it's not in our spectrum. So he he is there, and you know, I talk to him, and you know, every time I say a prayer now, my whole body get goosebumps, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what temperature it is. If I just start reciting any prayers. I, hairs go up I feel him. and I feel him and it, it sort of reminds me he, it's like him reminding me that I'm never going to leave you hmm. because we all get lonely at times of course and yeah. we always wonder at times but you know every time I start wondering all I have to do is say a prayer and boom he, you know the presence there good for you man thanks yeah. for sharing that Nate thank you um, now let's switch gears because yes. you are a real estate agent that works yes. for Infinity 
Yes. And so um, if anybody in the Fresno area or anybody in the Tularia area or anybody in Visalia or Bakersfield, how do they get a hold of Nate Mao? Just give me a call at 559-397-2956 or catch me on Facebook at Nate Mao Real Estate. Perfect. Thanks, Nate. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, it's a wrap. Be Better Podcasts. We want you to be better in all areas of your life, including your spiritual life. And I think that this podcast uh, was right on time, especially considering the the environment that that uh, that we're in right now. Not only with the government, but the racist racism, the uh, the protesting. Uh, it just it it's a very strange world that we live in, and I think that um, it's been created by man. Right. It's been created by man. And, you know, after hearing Nate's story, I think it's important that we really, really recognize what's really important. It's not about what race you are. It's not about what, um, you know, what what political views you have or or whatever. Or how much money you have in your pocket. Or how much money you have. Right. I mean, you know, there's that's something else I want to share with you is that um, God put us in a position where it doesn't matter how much money you have anymore. Yes. Right. Yes. He's he's forcing us to see him yes and you can't stop that trust me i've tried many times (laughs) every time you know um he shows me a lesson you know of course i don't want to go through it but but when you go through it afterwards i'm thankful for it yeah it's learning yes the learning experience right all right guys again nate mao uh, Infinity Real Estate Services. Reach out to him if you guys have any uh, any needs to buy or, buy or sell real estate. Thank you, Nate, for joining us on this podcast. It's Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. You guys will be good. All righty. <laughs>